status got got a nigga acting different you know I get on the plane now was no worry about putting my bag under the seat in front of me I got space for that and it stretched my legs out so I'm I'm acting I'm acting real different and you know this is it's funny because it's not even like I'm sitting in first class I'm literally sitting in economy comfort so it's not like I'm even flexing for real it's just like oh you're not as far back but you know it's a small victories and y'all not gonna be able to stand Ooh. But y'all not gonna be able to stand me when the first class starts become regular. I, but y'all not gonna be able to stand me. But until that time comes, let me rock with let me let me let me revel in, in what is economy comfort with the with the premium snacks. You know, flight attendant come around offer you the, the, the Oreos and the wicker basket. Not it's not just almonds and cheeses. Let me get that wicker basket, ma'am, or sir. Let me see those freshly, uh, freshly ripened bananas. All right, the kind bar. I need all of them, all of them. Speaking of all of them, I definitely, um, you know, I had my fair share on the way up to Memphis this past weekend to check out Audacity Fest. Now, for those of you who aren't familiar, Audacity Fest is a a black travel. Uh, experience curated by the Travel Tribe Nomadness. Um, so its founder, um, woman by the name of Vita, she put this together. This is the second year. Last year it was in San Francisco. This year it was in Memphis. And the goal is just to get like-minded people together. You know, network. They got some panels. You learn some things. Some vendors out there. You know, t-shirts, socks, jewelry, essential oils. You know services all of that so it's just a really good place for you know black people to come and, and network and be around like-minded people who, who travel all right so you know what now that we've got the warm and fuzzy out the way memphis surprised me that was my first time there i had never been to memphis before um tennessee is not really high on the list i think the only place i've been is like nashville nashville is lit though if you haven't been to nashville you need to get uh, get out there, and not just for like a bachelorette weekend. But Memphis, Memphis is a is an interesting vibe because it's not like your other your your typical city that people go to to kick it. So you know how like high school, college, just growing up, whatever, right? You got your your friends, and maybe you guys haven't seen each other for a while. Um, you know, life happens, right? People go off, maybe they join the military, maybe they just move away for other opportunities, right? And then Thanksgiving, Christmas, you know, wedding, whatever, you all see each other and you start kicking it, right? And you got the one friend who moved away and their their life is going very well, like very well. They're making good money, you know, they um, are 
dressing really nice, you know, just things are going well for them. That's always a positive attitude with that, with that person. It's like, that would be, I feel like that would be like LA, right? Like that would be LA friend. Then you have the other friend who, you know, they're in super good shape. You don't always know what they do. Um, but for some reason, they're always able to pay for things. Maybe they sneak out and take a weird phone call like in the middle of a conversation or like a weird number text them and you keep noticing it, but you don't say anything because you, you're not that close with them. Maybe they're the friend of the other friend. So, you know, you're more just like a casual friend. Um, but, you know, they always seem to have some money and, you know, they're cool enough. Like that would be, that would be Miami, right? That would definitely be the Miami friend. And then you have the other friend, right, who... You know, always been hardworking. You know, maybe hadn't had a couple breaks go exactly their way. You know, when you when you call them up, you're you're a little bit closer with this friend. You know, you call them up, you talk to them. They kind of give you the doom and gloom, but then they're like, "Hey, but you know, I'm gonna be all right. I'm gonna make it through this." And you know, you give them the pep talk, like, "Yeah, we all go through seasons in our life." You know, you're being positive, and you end the call, and then maybe like, shit, I don't know. A month later, you talk to them, like, yeah, you know, I got through it. It was tough, but I got through it. You know, I just had to grin and bear. You know, my, my girl, you know, she was tripping, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, we we made it through, and, and, and things are things are turning up. And you know with that, friend, it's going to be, like, good times and bad times. And the highs are going to be high, and the lows are going to be low. I feel like that's Memphis. And I, and I say that with all due respect to Memphis. But, like, when you go there... You don't get this just like that warm and fuzzy feel that you get when you go to like a L.A. or a Miami or to like an even greater extent. For some reason, people have that shock and awe and amazing feeling when they go to New York. I don't know why. Um, but again, if you are a listener to this podcast, you know my feelings on New York City. So I'm not even going I'm not even going to rehash that. But, you know, I land uh, I'm with my homie. We land down in. In Memphis on what well, last Friday night, you know, shoot out a couple, couple DMs, couple texts, see if people are getting out. Um, and strictly, these are people I've met like through Instagram who I know are gonna be here. I'm not really getting a lot of warm feedback, so it's like, all right, well, you know, I'm just gonna take it, take it to bed, man. We'll just, you know, got an early day tomorrow. Get started on that. So we get to the hotel. Um, you know, pull up, and I should have known. I didn't check this. I should have known. It was valet only. You know, I'm not a huge fan of the valet only, um, especially because, you know, I'm staying here off points. Valet only usually does not get covered by points. But, you know, rich nigga shit. I can pay $30 a night for, for valet. I got, I got that. I got that. Like I said, money is no object when it's $30 a night. So... I pull up, you know, sitting in the little little valet area. Nobody comes up. Five minutes, nobody comes up. So, you know, I hop out of the car, go in, go to the little front desk, like, hey, um, standing out here, waiting for the valet to come get my keys. Nobody's come. Young lady at the front desk is like, oh, no, they'll be out there. Just go back out. They're in that little booth to the, to the left. So I go out to the booth to the left, and I look, and I see the lights are off. I'm like, all right, well, clearly... You know, I know it's a little late. Maybe the valet went home. Maybe they had something to do. 
So I go back in. I'm like, hey, there's nobody in the booth. What you want me to do with these keys? I see there's no self-parking. What, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? So the girl comes back out there, looks in the booth, and is like, oh, the light is on. They in there. So I'm like, huh? Now by the time I turn around, walk back over to the booth, she don't went inside. I really think she was just trying to get rid of me because I know for a fact there wasn't nobody in there. I ring the little boom boom. I hit the little bell on there. Nobody. So I'm like, all right, well, this is already starting off. Uh not so great so finally I just got fed up I said you know what the hell with it after I checked in I left the keys at the front desk and like yo you see that uh, that big body Ford Escape out there park it up front and don't fucking scratch it alright I'm gonna be back tomorrow that's not actually what I said but you know I had the big body Escape out there candy apple red cause that's you know that's just how I roll when I get the rental cars like again rich nigga shit only um drop that off go to sleep right go to sleep probably about five in the morning fire alarm goes off god damn so I get up right I'm like ah alright homeboy gets up separate beds you know not there's anything wrong with but just I'm letting y'all know separate beds um, it ain't that type of rich nigga shit where it's just two different rooms. It's, you know, twin bed situation. You know, I don't have to explain anything to you. I don't have to explain anything to you. Anyway, so he gets up. He's like, all right, I'm about to go downstairs. He's like, yeah, I think this is a false alarm. You know, I don't I don't hear a sense of urgency in the hallway. Um, so I peek my head outside, and there's people just kind of walking around, like, you know, not really, not really concerned. I'm like, you know what? We are on the 16th floor. I'm not walking all the way down there. Only for this to be a false alarm. I've made my peace with having to possibly jump out of the 16th floor window. Like, I'm okay with that. Um, I'd rather be in the bed instead. So I get back in the bed. Fire alarm goes off again. I said, God, you know what? This is how I know some bullshit. So I'm over it. So again, this is the morning of Audacity Fest. And, uh, you know, I'm not, it's not starting off great. I'm a little cranky. You know, it's in the morning starting off great. But, you know, get up, you know, get myself together, food, all of that. You know, pull up at, pull up on Audacity Fest. It's at, uh, so Beale Street Landing. So you can take the trolley down there. Trolley's only a dollar, right? So you hop on the trolley from, from the hotel, take it down for probably about five, ten minutes, hop off, walk right over there, bet. Get there, you know real cool vibe it's like this indoor kind of outdoor facility it's like a a room or a building but they built it right on the water right on the river and there's like a grass kind of uh, uh, landing that goes over the top it's really dope you know pictures are going to be up on the Instagram getting that media together but pictures are going to be up there it's real nice so you know we get there all these people walking around it's, it's, it's a good turnout it's definitely a good turnout man so you know, get up there, get my little credentials, because, you know, I was there um, under the guise of a press pass. You know how I roll. Come on now. Podcast content only. So, get there and get in, look at the opening remarks, EV Max outside. Everything was great. So, you know, the first panel uh, is talking about women and travel. So, she's got people who are uh, flight attendants, uh, wine experts. 
food experts, right? People who are experts on solo travel. Um, Glow Graphics was there. If you all follow her on Instagram, she uh, has a really large following. She had a, uh, a session on how to uh, turn your blog into six figures. That's the one my ass shouldn't have been. It should have been at. Stand, I was out eating barbecue, but that's another story for another day. That's the one my ass should have been at, though. Um, so, you know, just a lot of really dope, dope speakers and, and, and panels and, and things that they had there. The only thing, so this is the thing I was surprised at, and again, not a knock, just surprised me. Didn't realize how, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, mature, mature, because when you mature, the audience would be. Um, I'm 32, right? So I'm not young, but I ain't old, right? So I was expecting, uh, you know, the people there to be early, mid 30s, right? Probably some uh, sprinkles of the early 40s and then some sprinkles, right, of, of mid to late 20s. It was it was more I say forty somethings and some fifty somethings. I saw I saw y'all out there and some fifty somethings out there. I was shocked. I did not think the demographic was gonna skew that way. But you know, hey, um, those are the people with the money, and and mostly women. These are the people with the money. These are the people spending money on trips. So hey, I get it. And again, not knocking. I'm just saying I was surprised that that was the demographic uh, out there. But, you know, everybody I met was real cool. Um, there was a panel on learning a new language um, that a woman who is a professor at Howard uh, was was speaking on. It was just it was just an overall dope experience. But, you know, I really hate I missed that six figure blog because, you know, this this nine to five life. It ain't for me, dog. It ain't for me. I th you know, it's. It's going against my religion, but I'm gonna have to keep doing it though until this shit pop off. You know, I'm gonna put my cash app at the end of this. If y'all really want to support black business, just all everybody listening to this, just donate like, you know, a modest four thousand dollars, and from there, my dream can be realized, and yours can too. Yours can too. So I'm gonna drop the cash app, you know, in in the notes of the podcast. Y'all go ahead, you know bless a young black man real quick so I can live out my early retirement dreams. <laughs> but anyway, so, you know, we're there for a while taking pictures up through the drone up, right? I got some really good footage of, of some of the speakers and the panels. And then lunchtime hit. So it's like, all right, well, we in Memphis. Memphis known for barbecue. So let's go get some barbecue. Hit Yelp. Boom. Number one thing that comes up is Central Barbecue. Now, normally I'm skeptical of the first thing that comes up in an ad on Yelp, especially with barbecue, um, because it's normally some bullshit, right? Like, whoever got the most money just threw something out there and was like, yeah, this, just come here. But Central had a lot of good reviews from a lot of people, right? So I'm like, all right, well, you know, we're going we gonna to roll over there and it's close, right? We didn't want to stray too far. We want to get back, you know, hear some more of the panels, take some more pictures, get some more content, all that good stuff. So we hop on the bird scooters and we're riding over there. And then my homeboy had been there before because his cousin lived in Memphis. 
uh, a while back, and he was like, hey, I think Lorraine Motel is over here. I'm like, all right, well, yeah, I definitely wanted to see that. So, uh, pull up at the Lorraine Motel, which coincidentally is right across the street from the barbecue place we were going to go, which, I mean, you talk about location. Have you had a barbecue place right next to Lorraine Motel? Come on, man. Shooting fish in a barrel. Shooting fish in a barrel. So, you know, we pull up to Lorraine, and what's interesting is I don't know what I was expecting when I went to the Lorraine Motel, because um, it's somewhere that I've always kind of wanted to go a little bit, right? Because it's, you know, so significant, you know, historical kind of um, a monument, if you will. So we pull up, and, you know, it's it's... It, the motel is still there, right? It also doubles as a, a civil rights museum. Um, and what they've done is they, they've kind of built around it. So the actual physical structure and how it looked back in 1968 still looks the same. However, they built kind of a, um, like, hope, uh, not hotel. It's like a uh, visitor center history thing, museum to the to the left of it, right? You can go into some of the rooms. And it's kind of eerie if we've been real. Like, it's, it's weird because on the only picture you really see of that balcony, you know, the, the, the balcony is Jesse Jackson pointing uh, and Martin on the ground, um, which that's, I don't, know, I don't know. I just can speak for myself as a black person. That's a real, like, seeing it in person, Right, and then thinking back to that picture, that's a lot to deal with. It's like, damn, this person that had done so much, right, and and spoken out uh, against white supremacy and really made strides in the civil rights movement, and you're standing like literally at the place that they were killed, and then you turn around, right, and they have the um, path that leads you to the building where uh, where the shot came from. So it's just a lot, man. It's it's a lot. Um, but, you know, it's still something really great to see. Um, but on a lighter note, saw that, paid my respects, and then went and got some very delicious barbecue at, uh, at Central Barbecue across the street. And, uh, oh, before I forget, something I didn't know. I was talking to somebody uh, in the barbecue place about the Lorraine Motel. And they're like, oh, yeah, it's, it's blah, blah, blah. So I'm talking about it. What a lot of people don't know is the King family successfully sued the United States government. I think it was in the late 90s, early 2000s, and won, saying that they were liable um, and responsible for, for Martin's death. Um, and Martin's lawyer wrote a book about it. Um, well, the King family's lawyer, not one of the King's lawyer, but one of the King family lawyers wrote a book about it. Um, I suggest you check it out. It's kind of interesting. Not on the conspiracy theory shit, but like it's it's pretty interesting. I can't remember the name of the book. I um I read it. We'll skim through it in, in sections probably about four or five years ago. Some uh some pretty interesting stuff in there. So make sure you go make sure you go check that out. Um so you know anyway get over to the barbecue place. Do what we need to do over there. Right. Hop on the birds. Take it back to the. Uh, to the festival and it's kind of dying down at this point right it's probably around like two o'clock it's gonna go till six um but you know all people are here all day 
right? So, you know, folks getting tired, you know, people just kind of wandering around. And I decided to go to a uh, session on, like, food, like culinary um, inspirations, like food and travel, right? So pop in there, and there are three people uh, on the panel and one moderator. So one guy, a guy from Atlanta who's a vegan, uh, he was all up there talking about vegan shit. Uh, another guy who was up there, um, and I'm sorry, I can't remember the vegan dude's name. I doubt you're listening, but if you are, my bad, bro. Uh, I forgot your name. Um, another guy up there, his name was Philip Ashley, has a, he's a chocolatier, has a chocolate uh, establishment there, and he's local in Memphis, and everything on the website look real good. It looked fancy, too, but it looked good. Um, so I'm gonna have to check him out. And then it was also um, a woman up there uh, who was a wine sommelier. Her name was Sha Sommelier. Sommelier was a word I knew but didn't know I knew until she said she was a sommelier. And yo, everybody on that panel was on their shit. Like veganism, chocolate, and cocoa beans, and cocoa production right um wines and what climate change does to grapes and you know why the production of certain wines you know is is higher or lower in certain periods of the year i look i learned a lot there i need to get the, the 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 young lady who was on her shit about the wine on the podcast to educate me because i'm not a big wine person um i've tried it and it's like well, wine is one of those things like everybody's like oh well you haven't tried the wine that I'm going to recommend, and I try it, and I'm like, oh, this tastes like nasty-ass juice, just like the last one somebody gave me. So um, I need to reach out to her, and hopefully she can give me some. I'm trying to be classy. You know, I want to go to a vineyard. Like, that looks fun. I want to go to Champagne, France. Well, I like Champagne, but I want to go to France. You know, I want to go to Italy and drink drink wine and, and, and look sophisticated and, and swirl a glass around. And look at it like, mm, mm, yeah, good legs on this one. Mm, let it breathe. Yeah, I want, I want to have those kind of stuffy conversations every now and then about wine. Damn. Nice Pinot, a nice cab. <laughs> it was funny. So, the job I had, uh, this guy who I worked with owned part of or outright, I can't remember. He had some ownership stake in a vineyard. Um, and real nice guy and once he found that I got laid off from this job he sent me an email he was like Evan you know the uh, son of a bitch god damn it Bob. he's like send me your address I'm sending you some wine and at this point I wasn't going to tell the man hey I don't drink wine so I just gave him my address he sent me like three bottles of wine um, and I ended up just giving them away. Like, I tasted some of it, and I was like, oh, yeah, this is, yeah, it's wine, whatever. But, um, yeah, I kind of wish I had kept them. Can you, age this, can you age wine if it's just sitting in the bottle? Is that how the aging process of wine works, or does it have to be in a barrel, like whiskey or something? I don't know. See, these are the questions that I need to ask the sommelier. So I got to get her on. Um, but anyway, so that was Audacity Fest, man. That was, it was a dope event, like, that... It's only going to to grow um, and get bigger. There's like a brunch and stuff that goes with it. I didn't I didn't make it out to that, but um, 
from the pictures I saw online, it was really cool, man. It was really cool. And next year, 2020, uh, apparently it's going to be in New York. So everybody loves New York except me. But everybody loves New York. So, you know, make sure you, you check it out. It's, it's, it's pretty cool, man. Definitely get out there and, and network with some like-minded folks, man. So, yeah, I, uh, you know, maybe next year I'll, I'll be on one of these panels or, or, or something. You know, we'll see. We'll see. See how it goes. Um, and flying private with all the extra leg room. But, um, you know, until then. All right, man, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to holler at y'all later. Peace.